0: A slightly belated Happy New Year to all of you from all of us here at Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And if one of your New Year's resolutions is to improve the reading skills of your child or a student thinks you know, well, my friend, you've come to the right spot because on deck is a special guest that'll help you do just that with a tool that she will discuss this is a program that she's been involved with over the past few years known as the pride reading program and if her name sounds familiar it should stephanie summers my former fourth grade teacher has previously been featured in my exceptional educator spotlight and this week she makes her triumphant return to tell us all about what the big to do is with the uh, pride reading program and uh, how she got involved It has benefited a number of students, teachers, and parents already. We know that it will continue to do so because it is multifaceted. It serves many purposes and can greatly assist students regardless of their reading challenges, their reading level, and... I'm telling you, once you get your hands on this program, you'll wonder how you ever got along without it. So strap yourself in and get ready to start the new year off right with Season 7, Episode 1 of Blabbing in the Bluegrass. Because it starts right now. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Fern Creek to Ferguson, Fancy Farm to Farmington, we absolutely fit this great commonwealth just like a glove. Not that we're tooting our horn or anything. Right here and only here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass as we explore and celebrate. All thanks Kentucky. Welcome into 2023. I'm Sam Moore here as per usual at the fan favorite, family-friendly, North Quail Motel and stunning Henderson KY. And you know, we cannot, cannot underestimate the importance of reading. It is so essential to anything and everything that we could ever do. And in the case of students, subjects that uh, they learn, because if they're not comfortable reading, then none of the other subjects are going to come easily for them. And the great thing about the Pride Reading Program, which is our uh, topic of focus on this week's Blab, and courtesy of Stephanie Summers, the great thing about this program is that it does not matter how old the participant is or uh, what level he or she reads at currently. This program will uh, help the participant to... uh, build progress in a short amount of time and have a whole heck of a lot of fun doing it with plenty of practice and uh, great supplemental activities. It's just a a wonderful program that uh, we know will continue to gain notoriety and popularity as uh, more people discover it and get their hands on it. And that's part of what we're here for today is to uh, promote this uh, exciting innovation and Stephanie Summers believes in it. She came out of retirement, sorta, to uh, become involved with it and uh, she was my fourth grade teacher like I said, so uh, definitely a special spot in my heart for her. One of my favorite teachers from years past and I know that she is making a big difference in the Pride Reading Program so she will give us the 411 on it here in just a few moments but before she does Yep, you know it. I have a bluegrass brain buster, uh, semi-related to this topic. It's hot off the press, and we try to do one of these every week, so we'll give you the question now. The answer will be revealed in the program's final segment. I want to know, what is the oldest continuously operating high school in the state of Kentucky? Again, I want to know what is the oldest continuously operating high school in the state of Kentucky. Get your wheels spinning, but don't think too hard. You might miss some pertinent information that will really come in handy and benefit you or your child or your student who uh, is an upcoming participant in the Pride Reading Program. But stick around because we will have the answer for you in the program's final segment. Bladden in the Bluegrass proudly presents an exceptional educator. Well, if a student that you know or maybe your own child is uh, brilliant and uh, very capable with a lot of potential, maybe he or she just needs a little extra push with their reading. And uh, they have a lot of other skills and a lot of other attributes to work with. Well, this program... Is uh, specifically designed with them in mind. Maybe they have special learning differences, and maybe they don't. But regardless, this program can definitely be of assistance to them. It is known as the Pride Reading Program, and it has already made the difference uh, in and in, uh, in the lives of countless students, and parents, and teachers, and tutors. And no doubt, it's going to make a difference in um, a lot of their lives in in years to come too. So here to Enlighten us on uh, how she got involved and her role within uh, the program, as well as the uh, people that can greatly benefit from this innovative organization. Let's welcome back to the show for the second time, my former fourth grade teacher, Miss Stephanie Summers. Hello. 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 Might I add that for those of you who forgot, she is joining us. Via Zoom from Oceanside, California, and you said it's rainy today, but in the 60s, correct?
1: It is. It's rainy in low 60s, and for us, that's winter.
0: <laughs> tell you, I'm telling you, I always like to get a, a weather report from uh, Oceanside, California, whenever I talk to Stephanie Summers on or uh, off of the podcast. Now, how long have you been involved with the Pride Reading Program now?
1: I've been working with pride for around three years. Um, I came to, I found the program, um, right at about the time the pandemic started. Yeah. And I've, I've worked with the program in different capacities, um, which I'd be happy to share a little bit about as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, I know you were you were doing a little tutoring and stuff online last time we talked, and I'm guessing uh, a fair amount of that was part of Pride.
1: It was. It was. I was using some different um, platforms to do some different teaching and online tutoring, um, and I found Pride um, through Indeed.com actually. Um, and I wanted to see what it was all about. So I began as a reading specialist for them, and I worked here locally um, in Carlsbad, California, which is the next town over, with a student who um, had some she was behind in reading in school. And so I went to her house three days a week and and used this program that I was specifically you know trained to to teach with her, and saw her just make leaps and bounds of progress within such a short amount of time. Um, and that's what made me really fall in love with it. Because in theory, it looked great, but I needed to see it in action, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. So I started with one student in person, and then I found, um, I began teaching a few other students the program online as well. And I've just been amazed at how it has, <clears throat> excuse me, helped improve the reading difficulties that that so many kids have, unfortunately, that affects all areas of not only their education, but their self-esteem. And um, so, yeah, I'm just super passionate about this program and would like to get word out about it and see, um, you know, who else may benefit from our program. A lot
0: of people will. And I know that, that, you know, after you saw your first student just uh, grow in such a short amount of time and then a few others after that, I mean, that's motivation in and of itself to, to stay involved with the program, isn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then I had the opportunity to, to work in some different capacities. So instead of just, uh, I, well, I began um, training teachers, training other teachers who would work with students. Um, and then I also began to, um, when a student joins our program, we do a placement assessment to see where exactly in our program we would start them because if they have specific skills already, we don't want to, you know, reteach that. We want to help them with their specific needs. So I began working with families doing that. And then I also began working with the side of our program that works with schools and school districts um, because we all, we provide services. Um, some students in special education might have comp, uh, outside resources um, that they're getting. And Pride Reading Program is one of those for many. Um, so I began kind of coordinating that. Um, so yeah. yeah. So now I'm doing a lot of program outreach just to share the word um, and see who else might benefit from this amazing program.
0: See, so from from teaching students to training teachers to PR. I mean, you you just exactly. sort of, <laughs> you're quite well rounded within the program at this point. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I mean I'm I'm wanted to be retired. I retired from teaching, but when I got involved with this program, I just wanted to work part-time and just kind of still work with kids. But I have fallen in love with this program and I believe it in so much that I've kind of come out of retirement and almost working full-time now because I'm just, I'm that passionate about it. And not just the program itself. Of course, I've seen it do wonders and I I believe in it, but just reaching out and helping families and children because- reading is such an important skill. And there's a lot going on in our country right now with students who are struggling and need something that works.
0: Oh, yeah. And teachers never fully retired, do they, Stephanie?
1: <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. I had my downtime, but yeah, I'm I'm still ready to get out there and do my thing. Um...
0: Yeah. Plus, you're living in California, so you get the therapy of the breeze and the, um, yes, uh, you know, I'm... the boogie boarding that you... Told me you enjoy so much. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: And all that fun stuff. And so you say you're working almost full time. So what do you think? Three or four days a week, something like that.
1: Uh, I work. I work pretty much full time, but I, uh, five days a week, almost forty hours. But I I have plenty of time for my activities as well. <laughs>
0: <There> you go. <laughs> you're good at mixing the uh, the business with the pleasure, aren't you?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, uh, so, so you saw. Speaking of indeed, you uh, you discovered pride like you said on indeed and uh what do you know about you've been involved for three years so what do you know about the history of uh, the pride reading program and how it first came to be
1: sure well it was developed um, by um, someone whose child was struggling with reading um, and she kind of you know needed something different and did it- a quite a bit of research and kind of pulled this together um, in a really um, structured, easy to use, affordable um, program that, again, has just continued to develop and work for so many students on so many different levels. So it was designed for students specifically with dyslexia, dyslexia um, or other speech and language based learning difficulties. But it works for all students. I worked with a student who wasn't struggling at all. Her mother just wanted to give her that extra push. And the child wanted to learn to read a little quicker than they were in, in her classroom at school. So not only can it be a reading intervention, but in this other specific situation, we were just trying to give her that extra little nudge that she wanted and needed. So.
0: Now I think I read that the program started out in your neck of the woods, or at least close to it, there in California, didn't it? Yes,
1: yes. It, it's based in Mission Viejo, which is not too far from from Oceanside.
0: Yeah, I know that's, that's more correct. like LA area, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> headed in, that
1: direction. That's right.
0: In, yeah, exactly headed that direction. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it sounds like it's um uh, you know done great things for great people uh, since its inception, and you're a district coordinator, so. Um, how uh, How big is your exact territory there, Stephanie, your district?
1: Well, district, um, district coordinator, that district part of my title actually um, kind of works more with the schools um, that are using our program. Um, so that's sort of where that came in. So I don't really necessarily have a territory. Um, a lot of my um, work recently has been to get more and more schools involved using our program. And again, we have some schools that basically contract with us to work one-on-one with some of their students. Usually these kiddos are in special ed um, and just need additional services than the school's able to provide. But what we also do with our program, so that would be the service end of our program, where we offer a reading specialist to work one-on-one with a student. And that can be in the student's home. It can be at the school site. It can be at a local library, or of course, it can be online. Um, because we are based in California. However, we do have in-person tutors in other areas as well, in other States as well. So we have in-person reading specialists or tutors that can work with kids in California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, North Carolina, and Florida. So
0: that's a pretty solid territory. right? That's pretty
1: right. And we're, you know, that's yes, centered over here in the West, but you know, North Carolina and Florida as well. Um, but with the ability to work online, we can reach students all over the country. And actually, I worked with a student in Austria, so overseas oh. even. And we have some schools across the world that have purchased our program. So so to make that a little bit clearer, um, Pride Reading Program kind of comes in two packages. So you might want just the service where, again, we provide the tutor either online or in person and the the tutor or the reading specialist then teaches the program. Typically kids work about three hours a week. So maybe that's three, one hour sessions. Some students choose two 45 minute sessions more if, if the parents would like um, to progress through our, through our curriculum. Um, But we also offer the product where we're not providing the reading specialist. We're providing our program to families or to parents or to schools um, and that's kind of where my um, title as district coordinator um, comes in. So I'm working right now to get our pro- product more out to schools where teachers could use it in their classroom in a small reading group setting, for example. And I can totally see me if, when I was in the classroom using this with my small reading groups within my classroom. Students who were struggling, I could pull them together and we could work specifically with where they, they were to get them caught up. Um, oh, so yeah. Yeah, we have teachers doing that. We have special education teachers who are using it in their resource rooms. We have teachers or um, schools who are using it in after-school programs. So, yeah, um,
0: and you've even got tutoring centers like Sylvan, and you know,
1: exactly places exactly. along
0: those lines using it too, don't you? Right.
1: So for me, that's the exciting part of the program is if you want, um, if you want a reading specialist to work one-on-one with your, your child, you have that opportunity. But for many of our families choose to the parent wants to actually be that teacher so we provide all of the materials the it's very scripted it's very step by step so you don't have to go out and you know develop your own lesson plans and gather materials our program provides everything that you're going to need to teach it the teaching script Everything's provided and it's at very minimal cost. Um, It's more expensive, obviously, to use our reading specialists who are highly trained and who travel to you or who meet online. So if you're looking for maybe a more affordable way to access the program, you can purchase our product and do that yourself. And again, that's families can do it for themselves or I'm beginning to reach out more and more to schools and school districts to see if they're interested. Because we have many that already are. We're just trying to reach out and see. You know, who else might be interested? And because it's so effective with students of all ages and all levels. And that's another thing about our program. It's not for any specific age. It's an entire um, structured literacy program. So if you go through our entire program, you're going to learn all of the phonics skills that are needed to decode or read words. You're going to be working on spelling and um, reading comprehension and writing.
0: I'm having flashbacks to those hooked on phonics commercials I used to hear on television.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So our program has five levels. And what we do is we offer, um, we provide a placement assessment so we can kind of see what skills the child already has. Because again, there's no need necessarily to reteach those um, unless there are some deficits. And then of course we do. So if you begin in level one, you're you're beginning with very basic phonics um, and learning to read, you know, three letter CVC words with short vowels. Um, and then you continue to develop. And if you get all the way through the last level, level five of our program, you're into some really complex phonics, reading, spelling skills. So again, the program's comprehensive. If you go through the entire program, we've basically taught you to read from beginning to end where if you end our program, you're going to be a really strong, proficient reader, writer, um, be able to comprehend what you're reading because you know we know that reading is not just being able to call the words. We want to be able to connect to the text and understand meaning. and that yeah. that can be difficult for a lot of um, students, specifically students with dyslexia or other speech language um, processing.
0: Sure disorders
1: or abilities. And that's so prevalent right now. Oh, it is. It's crazy. The statistic, the research is showing that basically 20% of our population in general, has either dyslexia, which is the most common reading disorder, or um, some form of speech language processing difficulty. So that's one in five people. That's and that, a that's, lot of folks. That's a,
0: that's a really striking percentage. And a lot of those folks may have, you know, a, a reading disorder similar to it and not even know it.
1: It is. You're right. And it's not, these reading difficulties are not connected at all to someone's intelligence. You know, it's you might think, oh, someone with a reading disability has lower intelligence, not not the ability maybe to learn. It's, and that's not true. Um, their ability to learn to read um, just needs to be addressed and we need to address their strengths. Our program is very multisensory um, because often it's the visual process of learning to read that a student with dyslexia or other processing um, differences that they struggle with so we use a lot of multi-sensory they're up moving we use a lot of touch and writing on palms in our hand and skywriting in the air and um so it's very multi-sensory it's very structured it's very systematic cumulative repetitive all the things that the science of reading is saying hey kids need this this is how kids need to learn to read um Skyroding.
0: Now I do not I don't remember hearing too much about sky reading. Yeah.
1: Or, <laughs> or skywriting. Well basically skywriting, what that what you know? I do with this <laughs> what that step would include is a student just using great big large gross motor skills to practice um spelling a word or practice a spelling pattern. It's just a lot of fun. You know, yeah. it makes it makes it fun too. So
0: makes it more meaningful to, to the students as well. Exactly. I know. Yeah, but it and it's neat how, you know, folks all the way from kindergarten all the way up through basically 12th grade benefits from the product. Exactly, right.
1: And I mentioned that, you know, and if statistics are going to vary, but basically one in five people in our country struggles with reading. But if you look at just young school children, over 25% of them are behind in reading. And that's at kindergarten, first, second, third grade. And because in upper grades, that curriculum relies more and more on reading independently, no matter what the subject. So students who struggle with reading early are going to struggle eventually in all academic areas, math, science, everything. And, you know, that affects their self-esteem and their ability to want to better oh, themselves sure. and to continue. So, you know, yeah, I it's important to help students learn how to read better. But as you're doing that, you're building their confidence and their self-esteem. And that, for me, in teaching, is the best part.
0: Yeah, you know. accelerated reading was was really big when when I was little. And it sure makes those... AR programs and uh, assessments and, and so forth, a heck of a lot easier and more enjoyable. <laughs> you're going to enjoy a lot more what right. you read if you're comfortable right. reading.
1: That is um, correct. <laughs>
0: so I'm telling you, it's, a, it's really a godsend there. And it's neat how you've got the, the product or the the service. So whether you're a parent that, that wants to assist your children or you may think, well, I mean, it's a great program. It sounds wonderful, but I don't have the time. Well, you can hire a uh, a certified pride reading specialist to uh, assist your child. And you said that you would have um, definitely used this back in your full-time teaching days. You're probably going, where was this in right. 1997 and when I was exactly. teaching at Heights Elementary? <laughs> That's right. And
1: I mean, we had access to great programs, don't get me wrong, but so many of the programs um, might have been designed in a way that didn't reach all readers, you know? Yeah. Um, but with this program, it really truly will reach any student who is struggling um, because of the way it's designed. It has to do with its structure and the layout of the lessons and the fact that you're always reviewing concepts that you've previously learned. And we're teaching phonics skills in a very systematic way. So skills that are very commonly used, we're going to learn early. um, So that as they're as they're reading, they're feeling confident about their abilities.
0: Build self-esteem and self-assurance, like you said. Now, when uh, when I was in the fourth grade and I had uh, Stephanie, well, she was then Stephanie Anderson at um, East Heights Elementary. You mentioned the reading groups, and I guess uh, somewhat along those lines, we, we did centers in the fourth grade. Remember centers?
1: I do, I do.
0: Yeah, we did centers where, you know, you'd rotate to different stations and learn different things. And so, <laughs> you know, a program like this, I guess, can make Center's even easier, can it? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I would, you know, if I had this in my classroom at that time, I would take one of those, what we called centers then, um, and work with that group of students in that center and, and teach them this program and, yeah. and help build on their skills. And, you know, I would have it in my, in my classroom, it would be very easy to say, well, these students need these specific skills. So I'm going to work with them maybe in level one today. And I might have a different group of students working on a different level so that everybody's getting what they need, um, because as you know, you've got a classroom full of 20, between 20 and 30 students, they're all working and reading on different levels. And it's our job as educators to meet them where they are. I and mean, this program allows you to do that.
0: Yeah, you don't want to set anybody back or, or push people forward before they're ready to be pushed forward. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and that's what happened a lot in the classroom. I, you know, I went from fourth grade to teaching the rest of my years in third grade. Um, and in third grade, we were still teaching a little bit more how to read, you know, by the time students were in fourth grade, they kind of we assumed they knew how to read, so we were working more on comprehension. Um, but I can totally see where using this program would help fill in the gaps for yeah, students, exactly. um, because that not all of the the curriculum that we were provided to use in the classroom, as great as it was on so many different levels, I don't feel I had access to this, you know, exactly. where yeah. I could help students fill in what they were missing. Because if I if all I do is keep adding to, and they're still really not getting it. All that's doing is pushing that students want to learn further and further away.
0: Yeah. So the pride um, reading program is certainly filling a very important uh, void. In it that, is.
1: Uh... <laughs> it is. And we work with students, you know, from as early as four and five years old who are, like I said, either showing signs of being behind early on or just parents who want to give them a kickstart all the way up to students who are in high school, just trying to, again, fill in those gaps. They're still not really able to read. So here we've got a high school student that we're working with to basically reteach and teach them those things that they didn't learn so that they can be successful in whatever they choose. Um, So it's not, our program is not designed just for any certain age group. And again, we immediately, the first thing we do is offer an assessment, Um, just a real quick 30 minute over Zoom, you know preassessment assessment where we can figure out where we would place that child so that we can yeah. begin to give them immediate success.
0: Exactly. And it it's, you know, it's neat how people of all ages, even high schoolers can benefit because when you get to college, the volume of reading is uh, generally pretty intense.
1: Exactly. So, or even if that student isn't, you know, choosing that path right now, just to give them more confidence and ability to read in their regular daily lives. Yeah. So again, them to,
0: Read exactly. more for pleasure. Exactly.
1: So it <laughs> that's another that's just another thing that I think is so amazing about this program is this one program can help in so many ways, so many families, so many children, students of all ages.
0: Yeah, all ages and all backgrounds. Now, parents, tutors, and um teachers who wish to guide students through the um pride reading. We'll focus on the parents, I guess, because you know, if they if they choose to purchase the uh, the product and not necessarily the service, they'll need to familiarize themselves with the program and complete uh, an initial training, I know. So discuss, if you would, the, uh, the, the materials that uh, they'll need to purchase, as well as the steps they'll need to take before proceeding with uh, their students.
1: Sure. Well, the first thing I would recommend is that they just check out our website, pridereadingprogram.com. That's P-R-I-D-E pride reading program.com because there's tons of information as you have found out on that website um, along with some pricing information or they could contact me directly my email is just simply stephanie at pride reading program.com but it's laid out on the website but I can kind of give you a quick rundown Um, on the website if you really if you really look at um, the place where it's talking about as you said families that might choose parents who might choose to purchase the program to use with their their own child basically for less than $150 you can get everything you need to get started that would be us providing um, the online placement assessment so we could help you figure out where you would want to begin that $150 is going to include the student's book to use as well as the online parent teacher guide which is literally step by step here's what you say here's what you do and that's the beauty of it it's, well, it's monkey
0: see monkey no, do basically exactly
1: <laughs> there is some um you know and, and that sounds silly but it's it's really quality stuff but it's laid out for the family so that they know exactly how to get the best out of that lesson for their student and there also is some online training that the parent can go through um, that's very minimal just to help them become a little bit more familiar with how the lessons are designed and how to best execute each activity um, and then the materials that come, so we get some manipulative type materials, especially with students in our young, our earlier, um, not younger, but our earlier levels where they're manipulating letter tiles and um, sound cards to practice because a big issue is often students aren't really, don't have a great understanding of the different sounds that letters make. I mean, we go all the way back to that, here are the sounds that this letter can make and and if we're looking at a long E vowel sound, here's different ways it can be spelled and when we might use that. So again, it, like a whiteboard and a you know, a dry erase board, and um, you can purchase those with our kits as well. So basically for under $150, you could have everything you need to get started. And then all you would do was your student progress through different levels is just purchase that student book for that next level. And then the online teaching guide that would come with it. So your, your expense is minimal. If you progress through the program, you're making that initial investment of around $150, actually less. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty affordable for oh, the absolutely. amazing results that you're going to see.
0: It's really a godsend for uh, for a lot of people. And I guess, you know, teachers and tutors and uh, anybody else who chooses to, to go the product route should maybe, uh, you know, abide by that similar step-by-step process, you know, in working with uh, getting there students started.
1: Yes, yes. And we're always looking for tutors, you know. So if anyone's hearing this that's in one of the states that we teach, we have um in-person teachers, that's great. But you you can teach online from anywhere, you know, so anybody in the audience who thinks, hey, this might be a fun side gig, something that I could do and help students, you know, again, that information's on that same website as well. So
0: they could even become a certified exactly specialist.
1: That's right. (laughs) And that's how I began. So again, I think starting that way is really and and seeing the difference that it made for students and seeing the way that the programs laid out to, again, kind of give these kids what they somehow missed along the way Um, and then watching their confidence build. I specifically had a fourth grade um, boy, 10 years old, hated reading because he couldn't do it, you know, and it took a few lessons for he and I to establish a rapport. But once he realized, hey, it's we're one on one no judgment for me. I'm going to make this as fun as I can for him. And I'm going to help him. His attitude changed immensely so quickly. And he was so proud that he was actually reading. He wasn't guessing anymore because, you know, kids who struggle with reading, they learn a lot of coping mechanisms um, that aren't always positive, you know, and just, so for me, it was seeing the difference and the learning that was going on and the self-esteem improvement, um, that just was so special.
0: And now and, he probably can't hardly put a book down, I bet. Exactly.
1: I mean, his mother would say, oh, my gosh, he asked for me to buy him a book at the bookstore. He wanted to go to the library. Um, and his <laughs> she's like, is this really happening? Exactly. <laughs> so that alone, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about him in particular and, and kids in general. So.
0: I'm telling you, yes. you you do have a, a box of puffs plus handy in case you yes. start breaking out in tears, don't you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it, That's it, right. It, it is gratifying to know that, you know, you're you're uh, helping those students, as is the uh, the Pride Reading program. Now I know that um prior to students broadening their reading skill set, like you mentioned, they have to um, you know, complete a uh, an exam, an assessment to um determine where they need to be placed which level and you said that's uh online so that's done orally via zoom
1: It is well we, if if you're work if you're looking to um use one of our specialists then we do it that way and one of our specialists would meet with your child over zoom and per, and basically administer this assessment where we're just looking at you know is does the child have an understanding of this the basic sounds that letters make and we give some spelling to see where are their spelling skills um, what have they mastered and where are sort of their deficits, um, things like that. But if the parent wants to purchase the program, we offer that and teach them how to kind of go through that with their child themselves. Um, just so again, they know, Hey, do I need to start my student in level one or do they have those skills mastered? And we're going to start in level two, which is kind of long vowels. And so our the scope and sequence of our program is also available on the website. And those are questions that, that I could help answer. Yeah. yeah. We just are really working to try to make it is our Access to our program as easy as we can, and it, offer it in as many ways as we can to meet the needs of families and students in need.
0: See, it's flexible. That that's one of its most uh, admirable aspects.
1: Yes, in yes. my
0: opinion. So, if you're using the 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 service, you know your your student will take the assessment via Zoom with a specialist. Or if it's the product, you know your child's going to be your child or student's going to be taking that same. Uh, assessment except you'll just be administering it exactly
1: exactly and that word assessment sounds a little scary but basically we're just gathering information so that we know where specifically to place the child within the scope of the entire program
0: yeah there's no pass or fail per se right right
1: it's no no pressure you know it's just it's gathering information so we know where to best start that student So that we're not wasting, you know, a parent's time and money with skills that student already has, or we're not making assumptions just because, you know, this kid's 10 years old. Oh, we think he or she should know that. No, it doesn't work that way because I might have a 12 year old student who needs to start at the beginning of level one because they just never mastered those very basic skills to read words like that. And mad, etc., which is one of our earliest levels.
0: Exactly. I had a uh, I had a college professor one time say, I, "I don't like the word test. It freaks people out." Well, don't freak out when you hear the word assessment either.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, it's just a gathering of information to see where we should begin.
0: Yeah, it's just to evaluate where you are and where you need to start, and <laughs> you know what needs to happen before you. Uh... Can ultimately get uh, where you need to get. Now you said there's six states, and you mentioned those six states where uh, in-person specialists are currently available. I know Kentucky is not yet one of them, but maybe after hearing this, somebody will be inspired to become certified in Kentucky, and we'll change that. Right. But...
1: Well, what happens if we have enough? If we have enough students who are interested in receiving those services in home or, or in that area, then we would consider you know, hiring someone in that area for that. Um, that's why, you know, we have tutors available in California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, North Carolina, and Florida, because we've been able to get a good following of families that need those services in in those areas. So the ability is there to expand for in-person. But so many families, you know, technology is amazing. And so many families are preferring or able to use the online and we were using Zoom. We're now using a different platform that kind of supports the program and is a little bit more interactive with kids, um, so that they're actually doing a lot of the work using the computer. And then, of course, they're still seeing their teacher and they're doing a lot of the gross mo- movements and motor movements and stuff as well. So See. the online version is is amazing as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 definitely um, flexible with multiple options available. That's- and you know, even you folks that know students or, or have kids in Kentucky that could benefit from this program, they can utilize trainers and specialists online, even though we don't have any in Kentucky. So
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know that is correct.
0: There's plenty of avenues available. Do um do you have any students utilizing this program in Kentucky currently? Do you know?
1: Um actually there is one that was um possibly more than that right now, but because of the work that I'm doing in this other I'm not I don't I don't know right off the tip of my tongue how many we currently have, but That's I do okay. know that there's there going to be a bunch one. when
0: it's all said. Yes, and done I sure that.
1: hope so. I hope so. Because again, like you said, um, it doesn't matter where you live, we, we have the technology, and the program has the best platform. To be able to do this virtually as well so and yeah. that works really well for a lot of families it makes it a little bit more flexible as well so
0: and even though uh, you're a district coordinator you still handle a little bit of everything don't you like the occasional administration of the assessment yes and, uh,
1: that's right that's right
0: <laughs> teaching and you know whatever else is is needed so you know that's
1: correct <laughs> <laughs> you
0: could, you know you're you're like a one-woman show there stephanie summers now uh i know that students enrolled in pride, not only enhance their, their reading skills, but, um, they also generally have a, a whole heck of a lot of fun doing it. Thanks to activities like, um, what we call it skywriting and gosh, right. countless other yeah. unique activities.
1: Well, just the fact that we, it, this our program is based on an Orton Gillingham approach, which is just basically, um, Orton and Gillingham were two very famous educators who kind of just years ago kind of figured out, different ways of helping students who were not learning using the specific cur- curriculums that were um, available to curricula that were available to them so just making sure that all the activities that we're using to teach skills are very again multi-sensory so we're we're using um, touch and sound our instruction is very direct students know what they're going to learn why they need to learn it and how we're going to teach it very systematic and sequential so they can anticipate, Um, you know, there's a lot of variety to it, but there's also a lot of repetition where there's, they can sort of anticipate, oh, here's an activity that I'm going to do that. I know how to do a game that I know how to play, for example, but I'm going to apply this new skill, um, as I play this game. Um, so they're moving letter tiles around and building words and just doing all kinds of fun stuff, playing lots and lots of games to reinforce skills that they've just learned. Um, yeah, that so that makes
0: it mean a whole lot more to the students, and it definitely it uh, increases it their enjoyment.
1: <laughs> that's right, and not only does it make it fun, but we're we're tapping into all the different ways that their brain is learning, um, and not just assuming that they learn one way. So that's right. sort of the beauty of it is making sure that they're learning in many different ways, so that they can retain this information and make it useful.
0: Yeah, prod reading is adaptable to multiple learning styles. Exactly. (laughs) We say, uh, do you ever find that, you know, when students complete all levels and uh, master all components of the program, is it ever like they're almost sad that it's over?
1: You know, I just, I did finish with a student a few months ago who she, she completed the program and I didn't work with her from the very beginning, but I worked with her for, I don't know, about a year. So we met three times a week. For almost a year so we developed a a nice relationship and she was one of my online students and it was it was bittersweet because we were both so excited that she progressed through the entire program and was really caught up in reading on grade level in middle school but it was sad because our day-to-day weekly interaction was coming to an end you know so it was like oh I hope to stay in touch and and yeah Good it's luck like you're having so much
0: fun learning you're not it is it is not ready to kiss it goodbye but. Right.
1: it was probably sadder <laughs> for me because she was absolutely precious and I loved working with her but the excitement yes and the accomplishment of her completing and being able to now read fluently and read with confidence um that yeah. that made it all worthwhile for her parent for herself and for me as well as her teacher so
0: you were so proud to see her up uh, her growth and and development, I know, but yeah, exactly. This, I'm and, telling not, you.
1: and not all students, you know, I mean, our goal would be for them to f- complete the entire program because then they would have, you know, everything they need to be confident readers and caught up to grade level and whatnot. But, you know, some families, I've had some students who've just done it for a while until that kind of, they kind of got their student caught up or where they were on, had good momentum to be learning in the classroom with their peers and staying caught up. And that worked for that family. So it's not that you have to begin at level one and complete all the way through level five necessarily. You can apply the program to your student as needed. Yeah, um, or like so even that's... if
0: they, uh, even if they're capable of just starting at level three, for instance.
1: Exactly. <laughs> or I had a student who started at level one, kind of finished. She parents pulled her out at level three because she was kind of caught up with her peers and you know she had what she needed from the program and if they ever have any further needs they can always come back and say hey i know this works for her so we could always pick it back up where we left off but um but yeah that's the beauty of it is we can give those students what they need to help them succeed
0: see i mean reading rainbow was the big thing when i was little and i guess well, I I don't I don't even think it's still out there anymore. But I tell you, reading Rainbow ain't got nothing on the Pride Reading Program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. So whether you're a a parent, teacher, tutor, and you uh, you want to guide your kiddos through this uh, process, you can. If you want to hire a a specialist, you can. You can work uh, during the regular school year. In some cases, during the regular school day, or even uh, Over the summer, make it like a summer school type of thing. So that's correct. I'm telling you, variety is the spice of life.
1: That's right.
0: And don't be thinking, oh, crud, summer school. You're going to learn over the summer and and you're going to have tons of fun learning.
1: That's right. And then be so much more confident. We do have a, a big push over summer. And then those students go back just so much more confident in their skills and their abilities. And that just makes all the difference in not just reading, but just in their education and their school experience in general.
0: And I know this is going to make me sound old, but I tell you, I hear about my my young cousins and, and what they're being asked to to do and learn in school at, at such a young age, like, you know, third, fourth, and fifth grade, and they're, they're being forced to grow up a lot faster than they used to.
1: That's right. <laughs> we used to teach kids to read in kindergarten, and now it seems like students are going into kindergarten with already having some of those va- basic foundational skills, you know, so you're right. It seems like they're learning at a faster pace than maybe we did.
0: Oh, I know, and then and and a lot of well. <laughs> aside from reading, I've noticed that a lot of people are learning algebra as early as fourth or fifth grade now. So exactly. it's insane. But, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I tell you, it's it's ever changing. But the Pride Reading Program can help students uh, adapt to um, those changes. Now, uh, you mentioned your email, Stephanie at Pride Reading Program dot org, and of course, com dot com, um, dot com, dot com my bad, that's dot org, right. <laughs> <laughs> or com, whatever that, no, it is com, and I will link you to that website, um, too, in my show notes, pridereadingprogram.com, that is um, uh, a great source of of information, and um, there's also a, a toll-free number that folks can dial, too, correct?
1: There is, correct, on the website, you have access to a phone number you can call, there's a general email that that I would get that information as well, so any way that you try to reach out to us, we will definitely get back with you and assist you with your student and yeah. their learning needs.
0: You can call to inquire and purchase, and you know their their friendly and knowledgeable representatives will um will help you with um anything and everything that you need. Now um is the corporate office in Mission Viejo as
1: well. It is. It's in Mission Viejo, California.
0: Okay, all right. So uh, you know it's it's Pacific time, but I'm actually. You know they've got pretty solid hours of you know I'm sure it's probably more than just eight to five in it Monday through Friday.
1: Yeah, if you reach <laughs> out, we'll, someone will answer you for sure. Yeah,
0: even if you leave a message, you're going to get a call right.
1: That's <laughs> so, correct.
0: <laughs> so I'm telling you, they're they're definitely accessible and ready to chat with you and to meet the needs of you and your uh, your students. Well, this has been great. I know we've uh, we've all learned a lot, and a lot of folks are going to jump on board and and be very glad they did. You know, once they uh, get their hands on the uh, the Pride Reading Program. Now, in closing, Stephanie Summers, with a, a wide array of, of products and resources on the market to uh, maximize reading proficiency, uh, describe what makes the uh, the Pride Reading Program truly the the gold standard.
1: I think what makes it the absolute gold standard is that it is designed to help any student at any age with any learning difficulty or not the activities in each lesson are going to give you the confidence and the skills that you need to be a better reader which is then going to translate into being a more confident learner
0: see and that's a win-win for everybody it is a (laughs)
1: win-win and it all has to Yes. And it all has to do with the develop the way that the, the program was very carefully laid out to make students successful.
0: Well, that that is definitely to be commended. And I know there's definitely a a bright future ahead for you and the Pride Reading program. Stephanie Summers, thanks so much for uh coming on to chat about it with us. I always enjoy um uh, Our conversations. We'll have to come up with something else to talk about in a few
1: months. (laughs) Okay, very good. Well, thank you again, Sam. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share this information with all of your audience.
0: Well, thank you. I know it's rainy out there today, but maybe you can slide in some beach time before the day's over.
1: Oh, I I can enjoy the beach in the rain as well. So, in all kinds of weather, can't you? That's right. I love that beach (laughs) no matter what.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Stephanie Summers, you rock.
1: Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it.
0: So there you have it, my friend. If someone or someones you know, maybe they show a lot of potential to excel academically and you know they're above average, but perhaps they just need a little extra jolt in reading. Well, that is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of and it is nothing that can't be fixed courtesy of the Pride Reading Program. You don't have to have a learning difference to reap the rewards, nor do you have to be a young pup in the kindergarten or first grade. Students of all ages have gained significant reading skills thanks to this innovative program, and we know that a fair number of them will in the future. In Kentucky as well as across the uh, United States, we know that at least one student in Kentucky has shown considerable growth And development courtesy of uh, pride thus far and undoubtedly a number of other uh, parents and teachers across the commonwealth in time will get their hands on it and spread the word to their friends and neighbors and it will gain popularity in the commonwealth just as it has in uh, other parts of the country so thanks so much stephanie summers for enlightening us on pride and like we said she is readily available via email to answer questions that you may have from our discussion today. I will include her email in my show notes, as will I include the link to the Pride Reading Program website. Okay, so you can click on there, learn about the company, what they're all about, and uh, that toll-free is on the website, too, so you can call with uh, inquiries and uh, to purchase materials, which they hope you do, and I hope you do. So, uh, Stephanie Summers, always a pleasure chatting with her, one of my favorite teachers from years past, but that being said, I know that there are plenty of other educators doing great things all across this great state and inspiring students to uh, to do big things, and I want to hear about that teacher or those teachers who are making a difference or have made a difference in your life, because this Exceptional Educator Spotlight that I do, it's one of my favorites. So uh, email me that information, okay? Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. That's my email address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. And uh, you can also use that email to let me know about restaurants, state parks, musicians, unique local businesses across the state, anything that is uh, relevant with connections to the state of Kentucky. I am all for consideration to feature. So don't be shy about sending me those emails. And also, you can hit me up on the Facebook page. Just search "Blabbing in the Bluegrass and search engine. That will take you right to us. We need you to like and follow the page, too, because all of my previous shows are there. And uh, you can go back and listen to any that you might have missed or just want to uh, hear again. And uh, we also put out teasers for plans on future programs, and uh, we come out with those about once a week or so. And you can make comments, leave messages. I love hearing from you on Facebook as well. Now, January 11th, next Wednesday, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise, that's when we will come back at you. So make sure that you're here, because believe me when I tell you that you are the glue that keeps this show together. It takes me, it takes you, it takes both of us. So, come on back and do your part next week. Keep me company. I always enjoy having you around, but before we put this thing to bed for week one of 2023, we have the answer of this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we brought to you in the opening segment. It is education-related. I wanted to know what is the oldest continuously operating high school in the state of Kentucky? Newport High School! Northern Kentucky's Newport High School is the oldest high school still in operation in the state of Kentucky. It first opened its doors in 1795. 1795, that was three years after Kentucky officially gained statehood. It was uh, initially called Bellevue Academy. It uh, would later become Newport Academy in 1799, and in 1872 it became known as Newport High School, which it has been known as ever since. So, you know, you've had a secondary education in some form or fashion since 1795 in Newport, Kentucky, making Newport High School the oldest continuously operating high school in the state of Kentucky. So we'll have another one for you, another brain buster, that is, next week. So come on back and see me. And remember, in the meantime, that you can listen and subscribe to the show without paying a pretty penny via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal. We've had those for a while. We've recently added, uh, let's see, Boomplay, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, even a few others. So if we're not yet a part of your favorite podcast directory, email me or Facebook me that info. Let me know what that directory is so that we can do what we can to become part of it. And Until next week, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing blabbing, blabbing blabbing in in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste Precious time is not to waste